0: Welcome to today's edition of Into the Word. And we celebrate the Feast of the Transfiguration. And I am so inspired by scripture today. Uh, and I would like to take you to explore the readings today, um, both in its literary sense as well as the spiritual meaning behind it. So let's begin with uh, the gospel. Jesus, you know, Jesus is so funny. He just. Tells the apostles, "No, I'm sure. Like, oh, come, let's go up the mountain." And uh, they follow him to the mountain, not realizing that there's something that's going to be so magnificent that's going to be displayed to them. So here is Jesus. reached the top. What do they see? He was transfigured before them, and the language is so dynamic in the sense that that his garments became glistening intensely white as no flaw on earth could bleach. So white that in other words, the writer is trying to say, Mark is trying to say, that you can never find a white as white as this. And and the apostles you know they'd be looking at Jesus and wondering, My gosh, what's happening? What is happening to this to this man we were walking with? And there comes who? who appears before them, Moses and Elijah. And then the word of God is so funny. He says that they were talking to Jesus. I can imagine, and I'm sure you can also, the shock that the apostles would have had. My gosh, he's now talking to Moses and Elijah. What on earth is happening here? It's like this man reigns. He's so familiar with the heavenly kingdom. And what happens after this? something that is so historic never in humanity has anyone had such endorsement and rightfully so they heard this a cloud overshadowed them and this is so reminiscent of the ark of the covenant no the cloud followed them a cloud overshadowed them and a voice came out from the cloud this is my beloved son Listen to him. So, before forming his church, Jesus had to solidify the apostles' faith through these signs greater testimony and such a confirmation that this was God's own beloved Son and he was going to be speaking on God's behalf. The apostles needed this because he was building a church and they needed this solid sign to know, to know, to know, to know deep and to be so convicted that this is the man that we would give our lives for because he is being endorsed by God himself. And then if we move on to, I find this reading from... Daniel. This reading, it's its so filled with rich imagery and brings out the two natures of God. Now if we uh, turn towards Daniel 7, it describes this from 9 onwards. As I looked, thrones were placed. One was that of the Ancient of Days, who took his seat. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. Now this cannot, should not be mistaken for God who is, you know, this aged figure sitting on the throne because you no know, hair is white as wool and you'll be thinking, oh, this old man sitting in the throne, but not so. It brings about two natures of God and I'll explain it further. And then what happens with, after this, his throne was fiery flames and you can see the alliteration. So alliteration is when two the same letter is repeated twice. So fiery flames, its wheels were burning fire. so you can see this fire image coming up. and when you look at fire for those of us who have seen fire in action what have seen like, it's uncontrollable. It, you feel so small with fire, It's blazing craziness, fire is mad. no one can control it. And thereupon I'd like to bring about this contrast between the two natures of God. One is. He's soft as wool. His, he, he in other words, he's just like this prodigal father who's just waiting. Nature is so soft; he will just, just give in to us. We just have to call father, and he just come running after us, like the prodigal father. The second one is this more majestic, awesome God who is, who's. I can you imagine God seated on? it's all wool and then suddenly there's wheels of fire and fire bursting forth from him and and thousands and then you have this thing of statistics like thousands upon thousands served him and then 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him so there's a vast multitude Daniel was saying you know it just, if you just imagine it, you no, know, sure, in our minds eye, we would never be able to reach that fullness of. But just to place it in our picture, God seated there, this wheel's just burning with fire, and then there is a big, huge multitude in front of Him, and then it moves on. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. So it seems like a kind of a coronation ceremony here happening this person, and it was later um, identified as the Messiah King, Jesus himself, he was presented before him and to him was given dominion and glory and kingdom. Now in literature also when you have this cluster of three, it puts this added emphasis. On the phrase. So he was given dominion, glory, and kingdom, and all peoples, and again the cluster of three. All peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. The repetition there shall not. And so you and I today, we must feel so privileged that we are part of this royal heritage, that there is a God who is so soft-natured, He would just come running after me, who would just give everything, and the Son whom He loved so much, He gave up for you and for me. So today, let's just run back to God. Let's just run back to this Father and say, Father, I am your child. I love you forgive me my sins and, and just bring me back just just draw me to you and so I, I just pray that both you and I and all of us as a community we would spend more time in reading scripture we would spend more time in our quiet space we would spend more time just understanding and just loving this God thank you God bless you it goes up the mountain and and when they